It's a time for children this morning. I want to invite all the kids who are here to come forward for our time together this morning. Good morning. I'm glad you're here again. Good morning. Come up. We have room for you here. Good morning. Hi, Hamish. Oh, thank you. Well, good morning. Hi, Cooper. Hi, Michael. Hi, Bentley. Well, today, of course, as Pastor Valerie reminded us a few moments ago, and I hope you remembered before then, but (laughs) today's Mother's Day. Today's Mother's Day. And I was thinking about worship and thinking about Mother's Day, and it made me get to thinking about how we got from this, all these stories happened so long ago. And somehow they got shared through all these generations. So we are here together now in worship. And I know that a lot of people made that happen. I know there were a lot of people. But today, since it is Mother's Day, I want to celebrate the women who helped that happen. And I want to give you the opportunity to name some women that helped that happen. Now, it might be a woman who's your actual mama or somebody in your family, but it could be somebody else. And because of those women, we are here today worshiping God and growing in our faith and praying and praising and singing together. And so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to invite you, when the flower comes to you, if you would like to, is to take a petal, and we probably have enough to go around a couple of times, and name somebody and hold the petal. And we're going to do something with them at the end. So I'm going to start with some names way back here, way back here that we do know. Names like Mary and Martha. Names like Ruth and Naomi. Now I'm going to pass it around, and you take one or two, and if you would like to, share a name of somebody you know, or maybe somebody you don't know their name. Who do you want to name? Rebecca. Rebecca. You want to take one? You can share it. Would you like to take one? Ryan. Do you? Your mama. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it back there to Bentley, and then we'll circle back around here. Bentley, do you want to name a lady, a woman, who you're thankful for today? Okay, you can share it with Michael. You can keep sharing it. And then you can pass it right back behind you, Michael, when you're done. Let's see. What do you think, Bronwyn? Thank you, Bronwyn. And Pastor Valerie. He's got a mama. A mother in the faith. Thank you, Hank. It'll come back. Okay. You know, and sometimes we don't know the names of those women. Some of the women in between, we just don't know. Want to take one? Do you want to say a name? No? Oh, you got another one? Okay, and then I'm going to share with these friends over here. And Pastor Dina. And your Nana. I am 
You're an incredible mom. I'm going to share it with Cooper right here. And Isaac, there we go. Uh, the two women who rolled the stone away. The, oh, the ones who went to the tomb and early in the morning. And all the pastors. All the women pastors. Um, Miss Mary right over there. Miss Mary right over there. And Miss Betsy. Yeah, oh, we got some more. Yeah, we still have petals. Keep going. Deborah. Deborah. Miss Heather. And Miss Ann. And Miss Linda. <laughs> the people who teach us to sing our faith with joy. Write those words on our hearts. Your mom and your aunt. And all the aunts. So many. And grandparents. Oh, and the boys are ready down there too when you get a minute. And your mama. And your mom. You want to take one for your mom? The boys are ready. You taking one for your mom? Wonderful. And Bentley, when you're done, you can pass it right back up here to me. Oh, we got more. All right. And your Nana. Yeah. Go ahead, Margaret. Did you get one? Okay. Hamish, did you have another one? It's okay if a couple come off. Thank you, Bennett. Uh huh. Miss Mary. Oh, Miss Mary. And Miss Kim. And Miss Kim. Do you want one more? Miss Vicky. Oh, Miss Pastor Valerie. Yes. Yeah, Pastor Valerie. All right. Here's what we're going to do with them. Y'all ready? Y'all stand up and come with me. We're going to walk to the table right here behind us. Okay, and find a place, and I want you to find a place to put your petals. And today we're gonna we're gonna pray with our eyes open as we offer these petals and these names to God, as we say, "Dear Lord, we give you thanks for these mothers, for these women who have loved you and loved us. We love them, Lord." Thank you for loving us. Amen? Amen. Amen. And you can go and join your families now. Thank you. Thank you, kids. Thank you, Pastor Caroline. And thank you to our children. That was wonderful. We have enjoyed the word being given by our children the last couple of Sundays. Our Pure Joy Youth Choir um, shared the word with us a couple of weeks ago um, about being fearfully and wonderfully made. And then last Sunday, our children told us the story of Zacchaeus, 
um, in uh, choreography and in music. And so today we are in the word spoken. And we are in John's gospel. Hearing words of comfort that are familiar to some of us. Let us listen for the word of God. We are in the 14th chapter. And Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you were going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. These words are words that clergy are quite familiar with because they are words from a passage that is often read, if not at every funeral or memorial service, they are read at most. And there are words in this passage which are very, very comforting. And when people are gathered to remember one who has died, words of comfort are the order of the day. I like to imagine John writing this gospel some years after Jesus' life and death and resurrection And that as he was recalling this last night, that 
understanding grew in him as he recalled the events of the last night. John's gospel is different from Matthew or Mark or Luke. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we have the Last Supper on the last night that Jesus gathered with his disciples. And in John's gospel, beginning in chapter 13, we've got Jesus gathered with his disciples and Jesus washes their feet. And Peter protests. And Jesus says, wait a minute, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have any part in me. It's a scene that is highly relational. (laughs) And so as John is recording these events and recalling the things that Jesus said, words of instruction, words of encouragement, and words of comfort, that some understanding began to dawn. It's like his hindsight was becoming increasingly 2020. And of course, on this night, Jesus was issuing words of comfort and words of instruction because he knew that he was not going to be on the scene much longer. And the disciples that were gathered there must have known that something really horrible was going to happen. They had a sense of foreboding because things had not been going well. Jesus' scrapes with the authorities were getting More and more serious. And it was becoming obvious that Jesus' life was in danger. And so John writes this and recalls what Jesus says and recalls the kind of life that Jesus lived and things begin to come, become more clear. And I invite us to do that Now, to use our hindsight into recalling the kind of life that Jesus lived. A life of compassion. A life of reaching out to those who felt unlovable. To those who felt marginalized. To those who were suffering. To those who were Sick to those who were in need of healing that nobody else wanted to have anything to do with. Of sharing a meal with quote-unquote sinners. That was the kind of life that Jesus lived. And those that he hung out with and that he shared time with were not those that the religious establishment wanted him to hang out with, Right? He was doing something kind of altogether challenging and different in who he related to and how he related to them. And in the course of this life of compassion and offering healing and grace to others, he also demonstrated what it was like to be in relationship with God. And in this passage, he speaks of he and the Father being one. One is in one, and the other is in the other, and they're just this mixture of inward-flowing energy and outward-flowing love. 
The fancy Greek word for that is perichoresis. Communion together as one. And the thing is, now imagine John is writing this and he's recalling this. Ah, Jesus and the Father are one. And that way is our way. There's some baggage attached to this passage as well. For those of us who grew up um, in more, how should we call it, maybe conservative evangelical traditions, Hearing these words preached often uh, lent themselves to a description of heaven as a place. In my father's house are many dwelling places. And then on down when Jesus makes the claim, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that this is often read as an exclusivistic statement over and against others who aren't like us. But let's apply our hindsight in recalling what kind of life Jesus lived when he was here amongst us. And recall the kind of life that Jesus offered. And let's revisit those statements with that kind of hindsight. The disciples have a sense of foreboding that the one they call Lord and Savior is not going to be on the scene much longer. And their anxiety is up because he's not going to be around. And what's going to happen next? And he says, in my father's house are many dwelling places, and I go there to prepare a place for you. It speaks of a God whose house can forever be added on to. It speaks of a God who calls anyone who wants to come into the divine household and that there will be a place that God will make room for those who desire to walk into the divine household. One theologian put it this way, It is a wonderful description of how God created the entire cosmos. God created within God's own being space and room for everything that exists. Everything that has existed, exists now, and will exist in the future. My friends, that's a mighty big house. And Jesus says, I go there to make a place for you. And you know the way. And then Thomas says, well, no, wait. We, we, we don't know the way. Can you show us the way? And then Jesus responds, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, stop for a moment and do a little bit of old-fashioned literary criticism here. Who's speaking? Jesus. To whom is he speaking? His disciples. 
And for what purpose might he be speaking? To give comfort and instruction to a people who is distressed. People who are amongst the group of disciples that he has called. That's to whom he is speaking. Those are the ones in the room. And we, as disciples of Jesus Christ, are also gathered in that room hearing him speak. You can't do Christianity without Jesus, my friends. You can't follow the way without Jesus. But that is not a statement over and against any other kind of faith tradition. There's no value or moral judgment placed here. It is a statement about if one decides to walk the path, to walk the way of Jesus Christ, you have to do it with him. If you go on another path, you're not with him. And if we want to call ourselves disciples of Christ, we have to do it the Jesus-y way. Hmm? And what is the Jesus-y way? It is the way of compassion. It is the way of grace. It is the way of love. It is the way of joining with the Father and being one with the Father. And then Philip pipes up. But wait, we'll, we'll show us the Father and then we'll know. And you get Jesus' little bit of exasperation there. Philip, have you been with me all this time and you don't know that yet? When you've seen me, when you've seen me live, when you've seen me work, when you've seen me heal, you have seen God at work. Let that sink in for a minute. When we've seen Jesus at work, we've seen God at work because the two are inseparable. They are in this perichoretic communion of inflowing and outflowing, one into the other. That blows out of the water a claim that is often made about who God is and who Jesus is. Think about what you know about the atonement. That Jesus is given as a satisfaction for the sins of the world, right? Because God demands it. If the two are one, does that preach? If the two are one, does that follow? For God so loved the world. What happened on the cross was a supreme act of divine love. Not anger. Not God being mad at each of us because of something we did. As Father Richard Rohr says, salvation was plan A all along. God created the world with space and room for everyone because God wants to save it all.
But we have to walk the path with Jesus. We have to offer love and grace and compassion to others and to ourselves as Jesus did. And in so doing, we will become one with the Father. All we have to do is say yes. Amen.